You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit InsideActingPodcast.com. Welcome to episode 90 of Inside Acting. I'm Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. On this podcast, we interview actors, writers, directors, uh, uh, filmmakers, agents, managers, producers, personal finance gurus, career coaches. hey And we <laughs> package them up into this podcast every week and stick it out there on the internet for free for you. And of course, we are just two dudes with a podcast, so we don't pretend to know anything. And we started this podcast because we're looking for the answers, not because we have them. So if you'd like to get in touch with us, ask your questions, you can uh, find out all the ways of doing that at our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. Absolutely. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Ryan Basham of Basham Coaching. And he's going to be here. Uh, we're going to actually switch up the format a little bit and um, just sit down with him really for the entire episode. And just kind of do an industry catch up and and just talk to him about his his journey and and where he's at and what he does and how awesome he is at it and uh, I'm I'm super stoked for 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 this so make sure you guys stick around for that. Yo, what is up, everyone? Did you enjoy the music? <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like we should ask that more often. Did you enjoy the music? Um, brought to you by Inside Acting and Logic. Apple Logic, <laughs> yeah, and Apple. Yeah. There, there, there's no rights. You can't sue us. That's, right. um, That's the idea. So, right. So, uh, what, what's been going on for you, man? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. We um, we forgot to announce on the last episode that we were taking a week off. Or two weeks off, actually, for yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, whoops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, hi guys, welcome, welcome back. Um, we're happy to be back, and we're really happy to be sitting here with Ryan. Um, so, say hi, Ryan. <laughs> hi, Ryan. Oh, is that is that not right? <laughs> <laughs> He's, already okay. He's already messing it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, as you guys heard in the uh, in the intro, Ryan is uh, a an actor and a career coach. I'm not an actor anymore. You're not an actor anymore. No. Mm-mm. Gave up the ghost, huh? No, you know what? I, I, I decided to pursue producing full-time, and then I started getting offers to be in niche gay genre films. Really? Isn't that weird? Yeah. Niche gay, gay yeah, genre Yeah, like, the, like there's this whole, like, like this film, you know, the kind of films are on an outfest. Uh-huh. Like, I have friends in that community, like, hey, you want to play, like, a, you know, like a, a medical, you know, assistant or something in this one scene with this, you know sort of famous person like it happens it's that's weird like now now that i'm like i don't pursue acting i get offers to be in these really yeah culty yeah. little ain't uh, that always the way sounds about <laughs> right yeah. as, soon as, you, as soon as you walk away from it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah really back in. Yeah. um <clears throat> how interesting so actually if you don't mind let's just start there what what uh what was what 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 greased the uh, the transition from acting to producing for you? I got to say, you know, um, there have been about five things that I wanted to make a sexual joke out of already, and I'm I just know. not even going to go like, there. I used the um, word grease, and I was like, I can't unsay that. Now. <laughs> you can't. It's done. <laughs> After the it's gay done. genre thing, I have to use that <laughs> <It's> word. <done. laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I, I always wanted to be an actor when I was a little kid, um, or so I thought. 
And I always knew I wanted to live in L.A., even though I'd never been here. And then I got to L.A., and in my mind, I had this picture of being Brad Pitt, like super famous and a box office name and also producing 50 million movies a year that he's not even in. And then I, as I went along, I kind of realized that I don't love personally a lot of the things that come along with pursuing an acting career and having pursued it for several years, I just, I I realized what I really wanted was a platform. I wanted to be influential. I wanted to be able to have an impact on things. And when I was a kid, I thought the only way to do that was to be an actor. But as I went along and I got involved in local politics and I got involved in, in public speaking and other things, I, I realized there were other ways I could get to having a platform. And, um, and I just, I just really love producing in a way that I didn't love acting, honestly and truthfully. Like producing is something I, I, I couldn't live without. Acting, acting is something that I really do. It's like a hobby. It's like it's a lot of fun, but I don't have to do it to f- be truly happy. You know what I mean? But producing right. is what I really am meant to do, aside from coaching people. So those are the two things that I really am passionate about: wow. coaching people and producing. When did this? Uh, when did this switch happen for you? I mean, how long have you been out in LA? Uh, I've been here six years, as of oh, I think today. Really? I think so. Wow. How yeah. interesting. And we're honored to spend yeah. your anniversary with oh, you. Oh, yeah. What did you do on your <clears throat> six-year anniversary? Well, you know, I was on this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I, I, I want to say that switch happened two or three, three years ago, three years ago. Yeah, mm. I think three years ago. So halfway in. Okay. Halfway in. And that was about the time that you started doing, just to kind of, uh, if, if our listeners, uh, our keen listeners are, are paying attention, they probably recognize Ryan's voice from the work podcast with Bonnie Gillespie and um, that whole crew. So um, was that about the time that you got involved uh, doing that? Uh, maybe a little bit before we started the work. Um, six months to a year before, maybe. So maybe it's been longer. You know, my, I, I've slept since then, so it's like my timeline is maybe a little off. But um, but it was around that time I, I got into, and that was one of the things that, that kind of really opened my eyes to all the possibilities as far as creating a platform where I could make some change, influence it, things in a positive way. You know, being on a podcast, it's like, wow, this could go so many places um, that I really want to be. I mean, if MSNBC wanted me to be a a host on one of their shows, I'd be like, I'm in, you know, <laughs> what else can I, what, what else can I put on hold so I can do this? You know? Um, so yeah, I, I think it was about that time. Um, and at the same time we were, uh, we were doing a, a, a weekly class that was kind of a business of the business class for actors and other entertainment people. Mm-hmm. And that was really, um, fulfilling too. And that's kind of, I learned that I loved coaching people from, from facilitating that class with Bonnie and her husband, Keith. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. There are so many questions that I know we both have that we want to ask you about, um, coaching and producing and all those things. But before we go into that, uh, we do want to do a quick catch up just to see what's oh, new yeah. in your world. Cause you know, we kind of know you, <laughs> at least I kind of know you, AJ knows you very well. Um, and, uh, and I also want to hear about what AJ's experience was like on his film and kind of really cool piece of news is that, um, a listener Cesar or Caesar, I, I'm never good with names that aren't like strictly American or English. Um, <laughs> wow, well, I just, white I boy. just, yeah, I, white just, boy. I just created all sorts of enemies, didn't I? Um, Dear inside acting, yeah, I know. We, we have, you know, we have a lot of listeners who who were, you know, from different parts of the world and. They have names that I just <clears throat> tend to mess up nonstop. But um, anyway, he, 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 uh, he's a patron of the podcast. He has been for a long time. 
And he's uh, he's done a short in the past uh, called The Violinist that he shared with us about a year ago. And oh, I that's watched right. it. It was really good. It was yeah. really, really well done and won a bunch of awards. And um, he contacted me this week and just said, hey, you know, I'm doing this new web series. Um, I'd love for you to play this this small part in the in the, uh, oh, awesome. the promo. Yeah. And I was like, how cool is that? Like, <laughs> that was just really, I was really honored that, um, that he thought of me. And um, um, yeah, of anytime course. Anytime you listeners want to offer us roles. Yeah. Like- <laughs> And of course, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to help out because you know he does really good work, and I'm happy to of course now talk about it on the podcast and hopefully get more people interested in what he's doing um, because um, he's you know just just from the various kind of ways I've touched base with him over the years, he's a really nice guy and he's doing good work and he's he's working hard and uh, I'm stoked. I mean, I'm, that's where I'm headed right after we're done recording here. I'm going to go shoot that with him. So nice. I'm really excited. Awesome. So that's that's the kind of big piece of news. Um, I had an audition for uh, a meeting. I had a meeting for uh, Coors Light Super Bowl commercial this week, which the callback for went very well. Uh, and it was the first callback in a long time that I've had where I actually walked into the room and I was like, I am completely not attached to the result. Yes. And not only the result of like whether or not I booked the job, but the result of like what they think of me, which was... It's been a long time since I felt that in a commercial audition. And then awesome. I walked in and that's, you know, it's one of those things where there's like eight people sitting on the couch in the dark behind their laptops. Yes. And there's like the one and camera guy monitor. and like some cute girl who like walked us in and announced us. And it's like, there's, you know, it's one of those things, you know, where you're yeah. just like, oh God, what's happening? Yeah. So and you I weren't just, auditioning for porn. I just want to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's, he no. didn't say they were behind a one-sided mirror, bro. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Although. So, uh, no. Um, so, so, but it was really cool to walk in and just, you know, just kind of be like, I don't really care. I don't really care. I'm here. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to deliver the goods. And I know that this is a face lottery. And I know that, um, that you've seen 40 guys just like me in the past hour. And, um, here I am. And if you like it, take it. And if you don't leave it, I'm cool. I got a life outside of this. And it was just, it's one thing to talk about it, but to really feel it was pretty freaking cool. I'm so happy to hear you saying this. I'm so happy to hear you yeah, saying this. It was That's nice. Awesome. And I have to say also, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up, is that I think a large part of it was due to one of the actors that I went in with. Because as soon as we got our little group together, it was a girl and another guy and me, um, the guy just turned to us and he goes, we're going to book the shit out of this. <laughs> and, but he had this kind of like... <clears throat> this kind of like deadpan look in his face. Nice. And so, and I was like, I like the way you think, man. And then he said something else. And then the girl joked with him. And we all just kind of like created this cool vibe of like, of like, just like, let's just do this, man. Like it was really cool, but it wasn't like rah, rah. It was like, we all know why we're here and we're happy yeah. to be here. And let's just, you know, make the best of it. And I think that usually I don't like to talk to actors before I go into the room for these kind of things, but that really turned a key for me. Awesome. So, yeah, it was cool. I think it's helpful. I, I try to establish some kind of relationship before a commercial audition specifically. Because you're just, you're in there for 30 seconds. You know, the commercial itself is 30 seconds. And you have to create that relationship in those 30 seconds anyway. Mm-hmm. So, to like get comfortable with the person that you're with, you know. It's, especially, I went out on this one audition where like we, there was no, there wasn't even any talking. And I was playing like the older brother of this younger girl. And it was like what how we're just gonna we're gonna somehow tell the story that we're brother and sister that we're at a family reunion that we see people we know i'm like this could get cheesy really fast right like, right so um kudos man i'm really yeah. happy to hear you say that like um 
for those cool. of you who actually took us up on uh, our pick of the week of the seven spiritual laws of success, that's like the law of detachment, <clears throat> right? Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Like, I mean, like I said, it's one thing to intellectually understand it, but then to experience it is, is uh, it's it's cool, man. It just shifts your paradigm, you know. Yeah, it shifted my paradigm. Um, what's new in your world? You wrapped your film. I wrapped my film. Yeah, I wrapped on just like uh, that. Began uh, and it ended. <clears throat> well, it was the mo- basically so the, the month of November. You know. Um, Wow. Oh, my November. freaking God. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we started like... Blew my mind. November's like, over. Yeah. And we started like November 5th and we wrapped on like the 28th, 29th. That was so fast. Yeah. And of course, you know, take basically I had Thanksgiving week off, but um, yeah, man, it was, um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like such a cool experience. And I got acknowledged as hell on the last day by the director. You got the shit acknowledged out of <laughs> you? Got the shit, we're going to book the shit out of this. <laughs> um, yeah, the, no, the director, like, like literally, like, I, I, he gave me a hug thinking I was just wrapped for the day, and I was like, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm picture wrapped, like, so this is it. And he was like, he was like, oh my gosh, like, you're picture wrapped, oh, why, why are you, pi- oh, oh, because I killed you, that's right, I killed, oh, I shouldn't have killed you, <laughs> like, he felt so, it was really funny, because he was the, he's the co-writer as well. Oh, cool. So he pulled me aside, and he, and he just said, you know, I want you to know that I think you're really good, I think you're, you know, I think you're in the right space, I think that you need to continue doing this, I think you need to, de- you know, continue to develop, and, um, and keep at it, because I really think you're, you're a good actor, and I was like, Oh my god! Like this wow. guy. Wow. First of all, this guy's like the Steven Spielberg of India, um, and 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 second of all, it's his first English language film. So hopefully there will be more. Um, and like, it, I came home and I was talking to Ben uh, Whitehair, and he, and we were like, that's what creating a relationship and then continue. That's that's what it is. It's like I had technically one line when we started, right? Ended up with like three or four, but like now I get to keep in touch with him. You know, I liked his fan page on Facebook. I I, I got his email, and you know, it's like I I'm gonna oh, and I'm gonna create a a Google alert for his name, so that anytime his name comes up, whatever some next project, I can be right there saying like, hey, I heard congratulations, you, congratulations, yeah. I heard you're doing this thing. Like that's so awesome. Just like brilliant, keep, keep that relation. And it's not, I'm not being like a. I'm not being a kiss ass, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's, I established a relationship with this guy in a very short amount of time. And, you know, it was one of those things where like, I just, I was myself on set. I I learned all of the PA's names. I tried to learn most of the crew's name. Um, you know, I was, uh, you know, just trying to be cool and bring some joy to, to, to people's lives while I was on set. Not that people would demur or demur or, or anything like that, but just to kind of like, have fun like hey we're making a film like we're living the dream isn't this awesome i was with people who were other actors and i want to name names who were like bitter about being on set and like not having anything to do like not having any lines or standing around i'm like i'm so grateful to be here like it was it was amazing it was an amazing experience i have tons of stories that i could talk about but um you know maybe they'll sort of flow out as time goes on uh, <laughs> of you know with the podcast <clears throat> in future episodes but for now i think it's just you know it was an amazing experience and and i really do feel like it set me up to 
basically telling the, the universe, like, I'm ready for more of this. And so I have a pilot audition today. I have an equity audition next week. I have another equity audition the week after that. I'm doing a reading next week. So it's like things are like I'm busy in the best way possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man, it's um, it's exciting. It's it's it, it's a lot of fun. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to pilot season. Yeah, I have a yeah. I, one of the things I was gonna say that's kind of odd is I have a pilot audition tomorrow, meaning it's in you know December or whatever, which there's usually not. Usually don't have that. You know, pilot season, you know, technically is like February to March, April, and to have an audition, you know, now is kind of weird. But um, there it is. Huge <laughs> man, that's huge. Congratulations. Yeah, that's, thanks. That sounds uh, extremely validating. You know? Yeah, well, to hear that from a director and a director of his caliber, I was like, uh... And the fact that he took the time to single you out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a testament to not only the work you did, but the way you showed up every day on set. In, you know, for the 99.9% time that cameras weren't rolling, how you were with people that you were working with, I firmly believe that's that's the biggest reason why people get hired back or hired at all. It's just like, is this person going to make my life a living hell on set? Right. Or are they going to make this the best project I've worked on yet? Right. You know, well, yeah. you're always enrolling whether you intend to be or not. You're either enrolling people in the, in your awesome, you know, your joy to be around, you're peaceful to be around or not. Yes. You're enrolling them in God, this guy, you know, loose cannon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might, might build a bomb soon. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that we had those guys, we had those people on, on set where we're just, you know, loose cannon is a, is a perfect, mm-hmm. you know, word for it. It really is. Hmm. So anyway, I, I mean, I could go on. It was, it, it was amazing. It was, it was an incredible experience. And I'm, I, I'm like, now I got the itch is even, you know, more so than before, you know, like I've had the acting itch for a long time and I was like, Oh shit, I was on a set for a month. Now I'm like, uh, I got to do this some more. Right. So that is so cool, man. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It I, was do, amazing. I, I do want to just kind of pick out one thing you said there, which was interesting when you said I wasn't being a kiss ass or I'm not being a kiss ass <laughs> for the director. Um, and what came up in my head when you said that was like, no, you're being generous. And I think that's a, a unique distinction to make, especially in this industry, the difference between being a kiss-ass and being generous. Hmm. Does that make sense? It's just yeah. a slight shift in the way it's framed. Well, it's, but, a, it's what your intention is. You know? Yeah. You know, if your intention is to be giving, then, then it's generous. If your intention is, I'm attempting to manipulate you so that you will like me later... That's being a kiss ass. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had this. I had this exact conversation. This is so funny. I had this exact conversation in a different uh, view, a different angle, with a friend of mine who was um, who wanted to reach out. He wanted to reach out to this manager who was a friend of his because he needed, you know, representation. He's like, I don't want him to think that I'm taking advantage of our friendship. And I was like, Dude, what's your come from? What's your intention? What do you? What do? You, what? Do you, you're you're not trying to take advantage of your, the relationship, are you? No. Well, then why are you telling yourself the story that that's what's that's what you're doing? You're not. You're saying like, hey, I think we have a great relationship, a great personal relationship. I want you know, I wonder or I would like to see if we have a great professional relationship. It's not about you know taking advantage of somebody, mm-hmm. especially if that's not like Ryan was saying your intention. Well, I think too <clears throat> anybody who is actually 
a consummate professional isn't going to waste time laboring over the subtle passive aggressive way they're going to avoid saying I can't help you right now if you are have a relationship with someone and you ask them for a favor and they can't or they're not willing to they'll just tell you that you know like i don't really feel like it's, you know that's something i can do right now they'll just be honest with you yeah, there are always going to be people who don't have it together enough to not be passive aggressive and may avoid you but those people don't get very far in life so if you know this person is professional they're good at what they do and they are respected chances are they're going to be real with you and say if they can't help you and say i can't help you but business is built on people helping each other out it's why people always say you can't get a job at uh, in a you can't get a job in a competitive field unless you know somebody the point of doing business is knowing a whole bunch of somebodies and collaborating on each other's success. That's how business is done. That's why they there's a big, and for decades there has been a big movement among women in business to um, to collaborate because men do that naturally. Women don't. Women have a go-to of being competitive with each other. Men have a go-to of let's build something really big together. So, mm. right? So, so there are, historically speaking, historically speaking, mm-hmm. and that's okay. that's not a that's not gender discrimination. That's backed up in science. I mean, there are lots and lots of studies that show that. So, there are women's business organizations now that are re you know retraining women basically to be collaborative, and that's how more women get to the top of big corporations and so on and so forth. So, don't be afraid to be in the collaborative spirit of supporting each other's success. I mean, if if somebody helps you. Uh, today, you could be in a position to help them tomorrow, and everybody who is worth their salt knows that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a conversation I had with my agent when I first met him. He said my philosophy <clears throat> uh, is to shake hands with everybody on the way up because you're going to be shaking their hands on the way down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's a much better way of putting it because I, <laughs> I had a friend uh, say. Well, maybe it was a friend, like a famous quote. Oh, no, it was my high school drama teacher. Say, um, be uh, be nice to people on your way up because you never know when you'll need them on the way back down. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Everything up ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. 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 What's so, going on in there? Uh, yeah, what's going on in your world, dude? Um, I am uh, down one appendix, which is the big news in my world. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that, was actually, and that was actually one of the reasons that we... Uh, that we um, we couldn't interview you last week. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, was it was like we were, all, we were all set, and then all of a sudden, it was Ryan <laughs> in the hospital. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? What's and, happening? I was surprised. You know, it was the yeah. first time I've ever um, stayed overnight in a hospital, which is a good thing, I, I guess. Um, but, uh, and I was at Cedar sinai which is one of the best medical centers in the country. Yeah. So it's like, I said, I was like half drugged up, getting ready to go into surgery, and I was like, I'm at like the Cadillac of hospitals. And the nurse who was like, <laughs> I don't know, plugging an IV into me or something, he was like, no, you're like in the Porsche of hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it was great because my insurance covered it. Um, and, and, uh, and I, it was this an amazing experience. It was actually almost uncomfortable how well they took care of me. So I actually had probably the most um, optimal experience you could possibly have having an emergency surgery and having a part of an organ removed. Is it an appendix? Is a part of an organ? It is a part, part of your intestine. Your part small intestine. intestine. Part yeah. of your small intestine. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, not that I need to know that now because I don't have one. Um, but, <laughs> useless to me. <laughs> useless, useless knowledge. Um, but uh, it, that was actually really. Um, it happened at you know it, everything is perfect, right? It happened at the right time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it derailed. I mean, I'm, I'm about to start teaching a class, and it made me. And 
I was I had to push that back uh, a little bit, but you know, for so many other reasons, it happened right before Thanksgiving. So I was it was an opportune time for me to be taken care of when I needed to be taken care of by friends and family. You know, when I couldn't drive, when I couldn't cook for myself. Yeah, it did work out I mean? pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. I mean, I spent Thanksgiving, you know, <laughs> uncomfortable and very tired, but uh, that's okay. People are like that at Thanksgiving all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to say, and the new part is yeah, right? what, yeah. What's different here? Yeah. Um, so cool. yeah, so there's that. I'm getting ready to teach a class on Saturday, which is um, a life class for actors and other creative people, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Not only this class, but what what you do in general. Because um, I'm still learning about it. Um, well, me too. <laughs> um, and I and I hope it always is that way. You know, there are a lot of people who do a lot of really valuable things that support actors and other creative people that I don't do. Like I I, I my job isn't to um, support you in having the best marketing materials. I mean, I give I, I have experience coaching people on things like marketing materials and stuff like that, but that's not um, that's not what I that's not really the core of what I do. The core of what I do is um, well, I'll say this. The way we do anything is the way we do everything. So, um, and also I'll say there are people who seem to do everything right. They're doing all the quote unquote right things and they get nowhere. And then there are people who show up to life drunk or high or, you know, not giving a shit and win Oscars. So what's the difference? You know, there, you can always have a checklist of this is my strategy for the business of my career. And, and do all those things. But if you don't have your whole life together, which means your personal life, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with other people, your relationship with God or the universe or, or whatever, your relationship with money, um, the, the way you show up in life in general, if you don't have the whole package in tip-top shape, then it's not reasonable for you to expect that any one aspect of your life is going to go exceptionally well because the rest of your, your life is suffering. It's all, it all works together. So I coach people on how they live their entire lives. And it starts with how they're pursuing the business of their career. And, and that's important and that's vital. Um, but, but we always break out from that. What's behind the fact that you don't make a phone call when you know you could? What's behind um, self-sabotage? What's behind your fear of um, failure or fear of success? All of that comes together. Generally speaking, if you have a fear of success in your career, you have a fear of success in romantic relationships or you know what I mean it all it all it all comes together um, and the, and the, the tricky part is that we're all smart everybody is just at least smart enough to self-sabotage just like not 100% of the time but like somewhere in the 70-80% range so they can point to that other 20% and say see I don't have that problem I don't do it over here so hmm. uh, <laughs> so my job is to be honest and um, and to to give people the whole truth, you know, we spend our lives telling people the good news because that's what feels good to hear, and we want to be built up. There's nothing wrong with being built up by positive affirmations from other people, and um, but we but we spend a lot of time avoiding the stuff that is quote unquote bad news. You know, um, you show up like a dick. You know, you show up um, on a you know detached from the world. You show up whatever it is. You know, we don't give that new. We don't share that with people every day. You don't meet someone and go, you know, my first impression of you is that you're gonna you know we'll get close, but then you'll cut and run. You know what I mean? Hmm. We don't yeah. say those. Things to people, but that's important to know because that you bring that into your relationships with you know the, a casting director you've met for the first time, or when you're on set, like AJ just was. If you're bringing that you know something that is uh, self-sabotaging or toxic to the table and don't even realize that's what you're doing, and sometimes what you're feeling isn't even the same as what you're putting out, 
if you're bringing that to the table when you show up to set for the first time, you're not going to build that amazing relationship with the Steven Spielberg of India who now knows you and hmm. is, as he makes more English language films, he's going to call you, you know? Yeah. So, so I work with people on all of that. And, it's, and, and we do – we create action plans. That we create a very specific vision for your life and then we – and about every aspect of your life. And then we create an action plan to make it happen with measurable goals so that we know whether or not we're achieving. Um, but we do, we do what any good plan is. We, we build it so that it can be adjusted for the things that change. You're, you're, the, when you are more enlightened about what you want from your life or when circumstances change and you get to adjust, you know. Um, but, but the core of, of it is making a plan, being really specific about what you do want from your life and then using that as a tool to find out what's keeping you from having it. Right on. Boom. Right on. <laughs> Boom. Goes the dynamite. Um, you know, I, you know, um, hearing you speak and reading your blog and, um, and seeing your videos on the internet. And knowing a little bit... Oh, oh which videos? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, not those videos. Not the ones... Those. Not the 18 and up videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the videos behind the paywall. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I got three days free access, I thought, right? No. Um, and then my yeah, credit card I'll show you three days free time. access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, um, but, but, it's like a deposit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, you know, all that, and then also having done a little bit of the work, I think, that, that your work is based on... Um, I, I mean, I, I can honestly say this here on the podcast. I think if actors are going to put their money anywhere, anywhere at all, after headshots, after you know getting materials in order, the next place to put your money is something like this. It's something like with, with what you're doing, Ryan. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and I, I can say that with 100% conviction and honesty. Like now where I am today in my life, I'm like, if I could go back and do it again, and I'm not doing, just disclaimer, Ryan doesn't. Ryan doesn't get a kickback or anything, or we don't get a kickback from him. There's nothing. There's none of that happening here. Okay, we're just excited to have him here. Um, but I can honestly say, if I could go back to nine years ago when I got out here and start over, I would tell my myself, get your headshots in order, get your reel in order, get involved with like a theater company, and then get a freaking career coach, like get a personal coach to like just walk you through, helping you navigate this this process, this journey. And if I if I man. We had a listener right into the podcast this week who said, you know, you guys talked about on episode three or four, if I had known the things <laughs> now that I knew then, what would I do differently? And he asked me, he said, you know, what are those things that you would do differently? And I, I had to respond. I was like, I, I can't, I can't write that book right now. It's just, I'm not prepared, <laughs> but like, it would be a book. I mean, that email would be, you know, 80,000 words long. Yeah. Um, but, but man, I mean if the short version is just to have somebody there to, to guide me and keep me accountable and to help me show, help me, help me see the way I'm showing up. And that's exactly what you do. And I, I just, I, I can't knowing again, kind of knowing what I, what I know of you, which, and, and knowing a little bit of the work that you've done, um, that some of this is based on, I can say I'm with a hundred percent that, um, what you're doing is probably the most valuable thing an actor could do for their career. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I think it's 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 one of those things where you moving to LA, especially if you're not from anywhere near here, and you don't know anyone. Maybe you know someone, but you don't have a base here like you do wherever you grew up. Um, it's you're already living your life like a lone ranger, 
and then you get to you get to L.A. or New York or wherever it is that you've gotten to, and th- and this applies to people. This is universal. When you strike out to go do something that isn't normal for the people you grew up with, you know, anywhere other than L.A. and New York in America, anyway, you know, you're, the common industry is something else. The common path is something else. So you're already a lone ranger. You struck out on your own. You encounter all sorts of different kinds of personalities, and who knows what you've sourced? You could be sourcing great personalities. You could be the kind of person who attracts great personalities or not. And a- after all. All of that stuff that you go through just to get here and to start pursuing, by that time you get to a place where it's like either you don't feel like you're worthy of of having support like that, like having like a coach, or you're so used to doing it yourself, there's kind of a level of, you know, I don't want to be a student. Mm. And I, I encounter a lot of people who are who are so committed to being the authority of uh, in whatever they're doing, like the people who always make declarative statements that explain what they're up to. As if you had asked them to explain themselves, mm. you know, um, we're not qualified to be our own coaches. Nobody is. Coaches have coaches. I have, I like a handful of coaches. <laughs> like, I, like everybody should have a coach. I, I, and I, and I don't say that because it supports the business I'm in. Because honestly, my intention has always been to make all my money from producing. Coaching is something I do um, out of love. Um, but. Honestly and, and truthfully, there are you can read all the self help books you want. You can take all the online courses about marketing you want. You can take um, all the craft, the acting classes you want. You can go to all the casting director workshops you want. But if you are, if you're, if all the decisions you make about the way you're planning your life and the way you're executing your life stay in the echo chamber that is your head, or you're only bouncing off of people who are who are not. Um, who are not really in a position to be giving life advice, then you're going to wonder why things aren't going the way you'd like for them to, you know? Um, and that's, and, and I, that's how I bumped into being a coach. I never, I didn't go, ah, you know, I want to be a life coach. Like it just kind of happened. Um, I was coaching people and then they were like, Hey, you should do this. And so eventually I started calling myself a life coach. Um, you know, it, I, I guess you can be lucky and bump into the right people and take a class that I used to teach with some people who are great coaches and, have great coaches, or you can be proactive and say, you know what? There are people out there who are really good at have, seeing things from a clear point of view, and I could really use some support from them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. there, there it is. There's my endorsement <laughs> for the industry of life and career coaching. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was um, there, one of my favorite quotes that has ever been on the podcast. I think it was, um, was it Mark Atterbury or Alan Barton who said uh, the thing about people like to have their dreams scratched. Yeah. Oh, it was Mark Atterbury. Mark Atterbury, right? Yeah. He said people and people like to have their dream scratched. In other words, they go, like do all the things that you were saying. Like they take all the online courses on marketing. Mm-hmm. They go to the casting director workshops. They read the self help books, and it is just kind of bouncing around in the echo chamber of their brain, where they're just like not actually putting it to action. Yeah. Or they they don't realize that the way that they're putting it to action isn't actually creating any result. It's like, how do you know when what you're doing is is working or not based on results, right? Like it's the only mm-hmm. way to do it. And I'm not talking about like you're, you're out there booking like, you know, guest star after guest star after guest star. I'm talking about like, is there a measurable shift forward? Like, are you moving forward with your career in like tangible, measurable ways? And if not, and you're still doing the same thing. Like I know people have been out here 10 years and they're like, um, still in the same, you know, uh, uh, 
a, a casting director workshop. They're still doing the same classes. They're still, you know, mm-hmm. beating the streets the same way and creating the same exact rela- or trying to create the same exact relationships, or the same exact kind of relationships. And it's like yeah. <clears throat> the definition of insanity. It is. You know, you know it, when to, in doubt, shake shit up. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. I like that. I, 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 um, I was saying that to people for a good three months, like, you know, basically, are you ready to, you know, shake things up? Yeah, totally. Right. And it's amazing to hear how many people go, no. <laughs> yeah. This no. is my comfort zone. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, the devil you know, right? I mean, people, uh, uh, people, your knee-jerk reaction, and your brain is actually built. This is, this is, um, this is fact. Your brain is built to maintain the status quo, whatever it is. So if your experience growing up, for instance, is that uh, if you're a woman and your experience growing up is that your mother never made more than $30,000 a year, there's a really, really high likelihood that the only thing you know for sure is that women should only make no more than $30,000 a year, yeah. you know? Mm. And so um, I know um, uh, there's a coach I know who who grew up in that circumstance and she and her sister both grew up seeing her mother only make $30,000 a year um, knowing I mean you know you know when you, you know things about your parents as a kid knowing that she was capable of more but she never um, believed in herself enough to make it happen so this coach I know and her sister both were in that same position they couldn't break the ceiling of making $30,000 more than $30,000 a year and her sister got a promotion um, that doubled her salary and within six weeks, she had a nervous breakdown and had been institutionalized, short-term institutionalized, you know, for short-term, you know, breakdown, and lost that job. Because mm. her brain, her brain, like all of us, her brain was built to maintain the status quo and what it knew was safe. So even if some, even if being a billionaire and having Oscars and Grammys and Tonys and all of those things is what you say you want, you you have to know that there is a part of your brain that is specifically designed to maintain where you're already at. Because even though that sounds amazing. It's not safe because we've never been there before. We know this is safe. We can maintain accumulating debt and or doing the same thing over and over again and getting, you know, expecting different results and or being destitute and or feeling like we have to choose between the things we want, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think there's a certain compassion that can be found in that. Yeah. As well for for oneself Absolutely. because it's a, it's a defensive mechanism. It's your brain trying to keep you safe. It's yeah. trying to take care of you exactly. And so it's like people go around like you know whipping themselves. What do, they, what do you call it when you whip yourself in the back with the? Oh, I forgot what that's called. Flog- flagellation. Flogging. Flogging. I don't know. They they beat themselves yeah. up. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I'm such a failure. This and that. Mm-hmm. But it's actually your brain saying. I love you. Please don't go outside. It's scary. Yeah. Totally. I don't want you to get hurt. Absolutely. I love you. Stay with yeah. me. Don't leave. And it doesn't know any better. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, people... This is making me really afraid of my own brain. But realize that those mechanisms, though, come from evolutionary... And speaking in terms of evolution, those mechanisms come from the brain stem, um, the reptilian brain, the, the, the basic structures of your brain that we share with reptiles. So things like fear, things like maintaining the status quo, they all come from the same area of your brain as regulating your, your body temperature and, and heartbeat. So yeah. uh, over many, 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 many years, all these other complex brain structures built up around the brain stem. And so we have this complex organ inside our heads called our brain that is capable of more than just living life based on fear. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really need fear like we used to. When we were animals living in the bush and a lion, you know, popped up and all we could do to survive was run, that was when fear was useful. We have won the evolutionary battle. We are now at the top of the food chain. Fear is not often very useful. You'll notice that 
um, even in movies, the people who are in the middle of a disaster, something just, shit just really went down, the people who stay calm and don't react to their fear, but rather use their intuition and their logic to manage the situation are usually the people who survive. And there's a reason why that happens in stories, because that's what happens in life. If you live based on fear, you're not going to survive. That's not the world we live in anymore. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, that was life. This is not life. We have, we put a man on the moon. Things are different now, Hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, and actually uh, there's a quote and I'm going to butcher it, but it's from one of my favorite books, which is the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, It's not his quote. He quoted it, but um, (laughs) it says basically fear is the best and most consistent compass because it's always pointing at what you should be doing. Yes. I found that to be true. 100% of the time. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, so let me ask you a question and I, I, I have my own thoughts about this, but, um, I want to pose it to you on the podcast because I, I'm sure there's at least one or two listeners out there that are thinking this. Um, what qualifies you to be a career coach? I mean, let's say I'm a 55 year old man and I want to get back in acting <laughs> and some like 20 something dude comes up. And he's like, I'm going to coach your life. It's like, punk? like who do you think you are? Know. You know? Um, and I, I'm coming from a place of absolutely. No, that's I'll a, explain after I'm done. Um, my, my dad asked me that the other day and he's pushing 60. Um, you know, uh, I, people tend to think that because I have decided, and this is one of the reasons why it took me a year to start calling myself a coach, because for that very reason, I didn't, I had a fear of that, um, reaction. Um, but two things, first of all, my personal experiences, I bumped into this. People asked me to be their coach and I got to a point where I was being asked to breakfast and lunch and dinner and coffee so often that I had lots of free meals, which was great, but it was taking up all my time and you can't, you can't pay rent with, um, with someone buying you lunch at, you know, your favorite restaurant. So, um, you know, I thought if, if this is really going to be a part of my life, uh, I need to make, I need to, you know, (laughs) make an honest man of myself and actually, you know, (laughs) call myself this thing that I'm already doing. Um, but you know, and that's been my, in my entire life, it's been that way. I've been giving advice, to people who are two or three times my age. Um, and it's meaningful. And, and so, so I'll say this, I, I, coaches, just because I'm a coach doesn't mean that I'm somehow infallible, that I have all the answers. In fact, I usually don't have the answers. You have the answers. I just have, um, I guess, hone the ability to get the answers out of you. You know, I, I absolutely love to work with people who feel like they don't have any of the answers. They're totally lost. And then inside an hour, we've come up, come up with answers that really they came up with, um, that they already had. They just didn't know how to access. My job is just to help you access the things you're choosing not to see, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that and age is really just a number. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the history of the universe, our entire lifetimes won't even be, you know, it, it, snap your fingers and it's gone. So, so when you put age aside, um, uh, here's what I'll say to people who like to cling to their a- advanced age. Um, if you find yourself saying, well, I know more than so-and-so because of all the things I've experienced, um, chances are you're hiding from something. And usually it's being vulnerable or being willing to learn. And when you're not willing to be vulnerable or not willing to learn, 
then I'm not sure why you're still here. Like, I'm not sure what your point is. Are you just riding your high horse of advanced age and maturity until you expire? Like, what's the point? You know, some of the most um, amazing, dynamic, successful people I know who are senior citizens are people who would never let the words, you know, um, I've got some years on you, but I appreciated what you said come out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Because they're students of everyone. I'm student of everyone. I mean, I, I learn things from 12-year-olds all the time. You know, when I, see my, when I see my younger cousins at family reunions, I'm learning constantly from them. And, you know, some of them are just the most totally, you know, broken because they're of their hormones, teenagers. You know, I'm, but you can always learn from anyone. So, so I just, you know, I just say be open and, and be willing to learn. And, and what I always say to people who are afraid they're going to get bad advice is take what works for you and leave what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's true with everything. Yeah. 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 Right on. Yeah. Cool. Did you get your question <laughs> answered? Yeah. Well, I, I asked that because, you know, in, um, in, in the MITT advanced course that I took, the, the trainer, the trainer, the coach, the small group leader that we had, because we broke off into small groups and we had a staff member be our small group leader was this, this chick Karina, who's really cool, but just like, you know, very mature, very on top of things, very smart, very present, um, challenging, but loving. And I was just kind of like, I just immediately kind of deferred to her presence because she was just like, I care about you and I'm here to help you and support you, but I'm also not going to take your shit, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, immediately in my head, this person was older than me. Then I found out she was like 22 years old mm-hmm. and it was the way she carried herself. And, and I, I guess what I'm saying is that's the first time I'd come up against the age thing and not had it even be a thought in my head. Yeah. And I was like, I could learn so much from this person, yeah. even though I'm almost 10 years older than them. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like in high school, that matters, you know, like I'm 18, yeah. you're 16, like get yeah. out of the way, shrimp or whatever. Totally. But like, and when you're an adult, it's like, it does, I mean, yeah, experience is one thing, but that doesn't necessarily have a bearing on, on maturity or well, the ability to And your experience results. could be part of the problem. You know, there so, you go. um, but, but I think, I think, um, I think, um, no, I love it. well, I love and, it. and I think too, um, you know, there's a uh, Khalil Gibran who is, uh, one of the most famous poets of all time. Um, he, he wrote a book called the prophet, which is basically my pick of the week, a couple, um, yeah, which yeah, is oh, awesome. Um, and one of the, one of the sections, chapters, I guess, uh, poems or whatever is about children. And he says, and I'm paraphrasing and I'm probably going to butcher it. He says, our, ch- your children don't come, our children don't come from us they come through us and we're meant to learn from them Hmm. you know and Hmm. i think one of the mistakes that parents make is not being willing to be students of their children and that applies on a bigger scale one of the one of the mistakes that people who are older in calendar age make is not being willing to learn from people who are younger than they are you know wow Okay, my noodles baking right now. <laughs> that was awesome. And that's what that's what you know. That's what younger people are for. You know, to from the perspective of an, old, of an older person yeah. is to show you how someone who hasn't had the opportunity to be as jaded and bitter and tired and cold as you are, or have the have had the opportunity to be, would see things. Mm-hmm. You know, and you anybody can learn to be one of those people who's here to love you and support you and not take your bullshit. You can learn to do that at five. Kids do that all the time at five. So you true. know, I mean, you know, uh, they love you and they support you because you're awesome and they see you lying to them about, you know, clearly you have candy in the jar and like bullshit. There's candy right there, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you can learn from anyone. And, and if you have 
here's how you know that you are missing something. If you have a, I am for, I have, if you have a filter that's like, I'm going to decide whether or not I agree with anything that comes out of your mouth before I am willing to accept it as even your idea. And I know so many people like that who have the, do I agree or not filter that goes up as soon as somebody else's mouth opens. That is a really good sign that you are missing out on life. Wow. Wow. Boom. True. <laughs> True. That's, that's yeah. real. That's some real stuff. That is, right uh, that is, that is epic. So tell us a little bit about this class you've got starting up tomorrow. Um, Today's Friday, by the way. Friday, November 30th, for those of you listening. Yeah, so tomorrow is fact, uh, Saturday, December 1st. Um, it's a six-week yeah. class. Starts at 4 p.m. tomorrow at the Actors Comedy Studio in, in Hollywood. Um, and, uh, and I'm really excited because uh, first I was stuck in Hurricane Sandy and we had to postpone it. And then... Um, and then I had my appendix out, and so we had to postpone it. So it's finally starting. And um, it is a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. It's I'm here to love you, I'm here to support you, but I'm also not here to take your bullshit, like we've been saying. And it's it's balls-to-the-wall, intensive, this-is-real-life coaching about your whole life. your car- and, and, and it's based on – Look at the, you know, the, it's based on your career. What do you want? What have you achieved? What are the results? Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, of accountability, which is important, and everybody needs accountability in their lives. But there's also going to be a lot of opportunities to really uncover and face whatever it is that's holding you back. You know, um, one of the things I say is I'm willing to bet you would like for things to be happening at a faster pace than they are. I'm willing to bet that you would like to um, be making the progress that blows your own mind, let alone that of other people. And if you're not, then there's some work you can do. There's definitely some work you can do. And this is the place for that. This is the place for you to say, all right, I'm willing to bridge the gap between wherever I am and those people who are, who just have greatness when they walk into the room. I I think I, I just blogged about this because it's been coming up in conversation over the past few weeks. Um, going back to having a list of all the right things to do. This is, that is one of the problems I have with quote unquote career classes um, that a lot of people offer, a lot of smart, intelligent, giving, loving people offer, is that a list is a great idea, but a list is like a system. Systems break down, right? Which is something that I hear AJ say all the time. Um, if there are people who walk into the room and they have this greatness about them, kind of like your small group leader in the advanced course, who you re- you assumed because we in our society think that maturity and wisdom come with age. Um, which is a, a false – that's such – so not true. I mean how many old people do you know who are neither wise or mature? <laughs> who are just big um, babies. <laughs> yeah. um, but there are people who enter the room and they – you can just sense their greatness. You know, there's that – they have that thing, that X factor, which is the same thing that made um, Johnny Depp, who didn't give a shit, a movie star. The same thing that made Oprah, Oprah. You know, she uh, was an overweight black woman – just after a period of time in our history where black people were legally separated from the rest of society, just after, I mean, only a few decades later, right? Racism is still an issue, let alone, you know, 30 years ago when she was coming up. But And she came from horrible circumstances. I mean, she was dirt poor. But the thing that carried her through, aside from um, living intentionally, which is key, is that she has this greatness about her. And so... Anybody is capable of that. Anybody is capable of walking into the room and impressing people, you know, people who have that energy that enters the room before they do, people that just inspire awe in others. Anyone is capable of that. And having that makes anything possible for you. And so this class is about what's between you and having that. And when you have that, I mean, there are people I know who who um, have 
it seems like all the cards are stacked against them, but they are booking machines. They are they have prosperous beyond measure. They have more money than they know what to do with. They're in a in a, a relationship to be jealous of. Really, they're um, they have amazing they have an amazing life. They have all the things that we say that we want. And the only thing about them that's different is, you know, as I actually, my next door neighbor is one of these people. Like, I never see him do anything other than enjoying his life, tinkering with his motorcycle hmm. or sunbathing. Or he and his girlfriend are both these, this kind of person. But they make lots of money doing what they love doing. One of them is a wardrobe uh, person, a costume person, and one of them is an actor. And um, they both love what they do. I've never seen them stressed out about anything, and they are totally transparent people. Um, and they just have that thing about them. It's a way of being. You cannot do enough things to become great, but you can be great. It's a state of being, not a all doing all the right things kind yeah. of thing. You know what the aha moment for me is in that is that that's just practice. Yeah, it's not like they wake up every day and and feel fantastic and are ready no. to rock it. They have days where they wake up and they're like, "This sucks. I feel like shit. I want to sleep in. I don't want to talk to anybody." No. But they get up and they're like. Is that going to serve me or not? Yeah, like, exactly. This is my life. Yeah. And when you, you achieve know? mastery in that, your really shitty day is most people's pretty good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is really powerful. So this is a six week course. It is a six week uh, course. You guys meet once a week at Actors um, Comedy Studio. And, well, there's the, you know there's a gap there because of the holidays. Mm, right. so we have a few. We'll meet a few weeks uh, in December and then again a few weeks um, in January. And the cool thing about it is it's not just a class where you sit and listen. It's totally um, immersion. It's total immersion. It's experiential. So you know there there are lots of exercises that you do in pairs and in groups and um, uh, and we'll do a lot of it, we, we create a team. This is a team of people. People who are exclusively there to support each other in being the best version of themselves, being the most inspiring, awesome, enrolling, uh, capable version of themselves. So, and one of the things that I like uh, that I've heard in, the, in this kind of work for a long time is give what you came to get. And everybody is going to be there to give to everybody else what they came to get. So it's not just you who's there to develop you but it's me the coach and everybody else on your team who is invested in developing you mm-hmm. so it's 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 uh, so far as i know it's the only thing like it that's being offered to actors right now and i'm really excited to do it and i don't um you know it's a it's a big time commitment so um you know this i don't know when i'll get to do another six-week class like this so um so if you want to do it this is the time to do it and it's so um, cheap. It's like just enough to pay for rental of the space. Basically, mm-hmm. is what I'm charging. So, um, and it's even cheaper for students who who are students at that studio. So, Actors Comedy Studio. Actors right? Comedy yeah. Studio. Uh-huh. In, and it's uh, it's one ninety five for six. Yeah, it's yeah. on Beverly. It's one ninety five for six weeks or one fifty for people who are that students at the studio. Steel, man, that is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I, or, I, I what, actually, is it, what is it for actors coming? For, uh, 150. So it's 195. Yeah. Six weeks? Yeah, right? And that's the thing is like, I was like, oh, that's, 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 that's a good price. You know, I can, I can, maybe, uh, maybe I'll make a little money on it. Um, and, uh, I'm, Probably not gonna, um, based on renting the space and everything else, um, which is fine. I'm doing it for love, not for money. But um, uh, I told somebody, one of my coaches actually, how much I was charging, and she gave me this look like, and I've never seen her give me this look before. She was like, it was like a, what the fuck? Are you serious? (laughs) It was like, it's like, and she speaks Portuguese as her first language, so she took her a second to find the words. But but, so she just looked at me like, and it it was a minute, and there were other people in the conversation, they were all like, 
you know, eyes bouncing back and forth, <laughs> waiting to see what was going to happen next. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you know, I don't know when I'll get to do it again. Um, uh, but you know, it's a steal, and it's going to be amazing. And it is absolutely one of those things you will look back on and go, "I am so glad I did that." Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this could change everything. And I'm, yeah. I'm saying that again, 100% honesty. It could change everything for those of you listening who are interested. In fact, on that note, since it's tomorrow, yeah. Um, and I, I'm, <laughs> I know a lot of our listeners are going to get this podcast after the course has started. Mm-hmm. Do they have options for joining late or maybe working with you one-on-one or um, being on a waiting list? What, what options are there? I don't have that? any mechanism for that. And, you know, we're kind of creating a team um, that, that gets to work together from start to finish. So, um, I mean, I'm certainly willing to, to hear from people about that. But, but really, if you want to do this now, you know, get in there. You know, I mean, we don't start till 4 p.m. tomorrow. So, you know, you have all night and tomorrow morning to consider it. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to get this episode yeah. up as soon as humanly possible. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Wow. This is really, really empowering stuff that you're doing. Oh, thanks, um, man. I appreciate and, uh, it. And even just sitting across from you, I'm kind of like... <laughs> Getting on it, like feeling like the energy, you know. Well, like we can I'm spend doing. time together later. If you <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing, Ryan. So, if people want to learn more about you and what you do, uh, it's BashamCoaching.com. Right? Ryan Basham.com. Ryan Basham. Basham Coaching, I think. Uh, yeah, it'll go there too. But Ryan Basham.com. I make it as easy as possible to find me. If you know my name, <laughs> you can, you can cool. find out about what I do. And there's a page on on that website about the class that starts on. Uh, it's called the Empowered Creative Alliance. Um, so. And there's a page on the website about it. Awesome. So, yeah. You awesome. can actually sign up on that page. Cool. And there are pictures of me, so why wouldn't you go there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think is so valuable, valuable about this, too, is that if I had had this when I started out in L.A. And when I – just anywhere in my life. But if I had had this years ago, the money that I've invested in the other things that I've done since then mm-hmm. would have gone so much farther. Yeah. Because I would have been – Approaching it with a different intention, yeah. and with a di- with a with a more with a better focus and a better yeah. idea of how I work, why I work the way I work, and mm-hmm. how I can work better with those things. So, so yeah. I wouldn't have dropped all that shit that I dropped. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've been saying to people is, um, what would it be like if you could immediately look at something and know if it w- if it's an opportunity or a distraction? You know, what would it be like if you could um, know exactly what is the next step for you instead of spreading yourself thin over all these things that sound like good ideas that other people are doing and they're working for some people? Just because it's working for some people doesn't mean it's meant for you. It's the right choice for you. So being able to have a laser focus on exactly what's next for you and know what's going to be an addition to the plan, what's going to be in line with the plan that you've created, and what's going to just you know derail you and cost you time and money is, I think, that's that's valuable. That's incredibly valuable. That's worth one ninety five. Hmm. I think so. That's and that's the kind of stuff we do in this class, making sure because the truth is, you have a gut that has the answers for you. It's a part of you. It's a part of your beingness. It's a part of who you are. There is no such thing as an answer you don't have somewhere. Um. And so being able to hone into that, being able to tap into that, really, truly, it comes down to being able to trust yourself. That's, that, that's one of the things we work on, and I think that's probably the most valuable gift anyone can give. I wish I could spock that to everybody on earth. <laughs> you know, l- trust yourself. And when yeah. you trust yourself, you have a much easier time trusting other people. And when you trust other people, then all of a sudden you find that you've built a coalition of people who love you, care about you, and are invested in the success of your entire life, not just your career, but especially your career. And then you look back 20 or 30 years later and go, wow, look at all the things I accomplished that I didn't even know were possible for me because I built a coalition of people based on first trusting myself and my gut 
and then trusting other people. Yeah. That is how successful people become successful. That's what made Bill Gates, who never got a college degree, a big fucking deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is powerful stuff, man. Um, I am so excited for this class to start, for you and for the students taking it. And um, I really hope that um, that this happens again many, many times. Um, Thank you and very that, much. Uh, and that this grows, because I think what you're doing is some of the most important work a person can be doing. Thank you. I appreciate that very yeah, much. Thank honestly. you. So uh, we have just enough time for our picks of the week, and then we get to uh, end episode 90. Wrap it up. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, AJ, what's your <clears throat> pick of the week, dude? Um, so this, uh, this... Changing gears completely. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like really weird. I was like... I know. Wow. Yeah, because we have no music. <laughs> so know. just imagine that... Yeah. Doom, 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 there you doom, go. Doom, 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 and picks of the week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this was Way gonna, to grease the transition. This was going to... Oh, jeez. Yes. Stop with that word. Yes. Um, this was going to be... Uh, this is going to be my pick of the week. The week that um, I... Did democracy instead? Okay, right, right. Um, uh, you you cracked me up. That we, you, you, oh wow, your pick of the week is an ideal. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, I saw Argo the week it came out, and it is so good. That's two for Ben Affleck. It's so as a, as a director. Good. Mm. It's so good. It's really well done, and just like it's kind of a love letter to Hollywood, which is kind of weird because most of it takes place in um, in Iran. Um, so you're like, what? How is that possible? But just go see it. It's it's amazing. It's based on a true story. These declassified documents that just became declassified recently. Um, all the performances are amazing. Uh, Brian Cranston's in it. So like, oh, well, there you go. Right the, there. Yeah, that alone yeah. should get. Well, maybe not because he was also in John Carter. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's so good. Just go see it. It's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of good movies coming out, man. Like between that and like Silver Linings Playbook, which I heard is fantastic. Yeah. It's funny to see that really a lot time. of these, like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 15 years ago, it was like Titanic. Those yeah. were like the big, like, epic Oscar winning movies. And now it's these kind of smaller, mm-hmm. slightly different. They're not, then it's not the epics anymore that move people. Now yeah. we've moved on, we've shifted as a culture. And now it's the, it's movies like this. Well, our, I, will, I will say that Argo definitely had to have had a decent budget because of what they do in in that movie but it's certainly not the titanic for sure yeah, yeah. there's not there's no it's, i don't think there's any cgi or anything like that one that, of the indie distributors <laughs> focus features or fox search i can't remember one of them has four films in contention for awards this year which is unheard wow of. focus features is destroying it yeah. they're so everything they put out i'm just like i want to see that i want to see that <laughs> yeah i want to see that yeah plus they have a really that. cool logo Yes. They do. I like their logo. Good, good call. Good, good call, call, Focus Good features. call, good logo. Well done. Well done. Um, How about you, sir? So, uh, I, I've been geek... I hope I didn't mention this before. I don't think I have, but I've been uh, I've been really geeking out over uh, epic rap battles of history. <laughs> on yes! YouTube. Have you seen these? Rap- no, I have not. They are... They're so uh, ridiculous. So, they're, they're rap battles. I can't battles. believe you. No wonder you didn't want to tell me what your picture yeah. of the week was. They're they're rap battles, but they're between um, like historical characters and celebrities. Um, not necessarily A to B, but sometimes A to A and B to B. Mm-hmm. So like one of the most recent ones is Batman versus Sherlock Holmes, and they they rap like a battle against each other, and it's done by these like really fun actors. Um, 
on this green screen with like really fantastic CG behind them, and they're really just smart and brilliant. And there's like Genghis Khan versus the Easter Bunny, Genghis Khan versus the like, Easter Bunny. There's Napoleon yes. Dynamite versus Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Um, there's uh, like uh, what was it? What was the last one I saw? There was. Uh, there's Mitt Romney versus Barack Obama, but like Abe Lincoln comes in and like shuts them both down. It's like That's incredible. Fantastic. So I think it's just youtube.com slash ERB for epic rap battles. But like I've spent probably two, three, four hours of my life cumulatively now. <laughs> They're all about two, three minutes in length, but oh my God. They're if you want so like a, funny. a dose of like education, humor, and just sheer creative brilliance all in one mm-hmm. shot. Just go to that YouTube channel and just budget like an hour or two to just watch yeah, these just videos. Just budget an because hour. they're so they're that good. They are that good. I, it's awesome. an it's an, yeah, and it's not like mindless entertainment. It's like an investment in your in your like it really is kind of an investment in your life because it they yeah. have enriched my life because they are that good and that well put together. That's fantastic. Mario Brothers versus the Wright Brothers. Oh, so it's so great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, can I have a pick of the week? Yes, you can. We, we because were, uh, I was just thinking about this. Let us throw it to you, man. We're, we're professionals around um, here. <laughs> uh, I, I was just thinking about this. Uh, I'm really inspired by this guy named Tyler Ward, who's a musician, who made himself a big deal by doing really good covers with really inexpensive studio equipment. So and um, and he and he they're so good, they're so popular, and he's he's kind of attractive, but he's not like super hot. It's not that. People watch these videos because he's just taking his shirt off and everything. It's like he just does these good covers, but he's gotten millions of hits. And so by the time he got this big millions of people fan base, he was able to put out his original music and charge, you know, put out free music videos um, of, of him recording them basically and charge for them on iTunes. And now he's doing a world tour that's like legitimate. Like he's coming to L.A. and he's headlining at the Roxy. Like he's wow. like he made himself a big deal in the music industry without a record label, without even a publicist. He just started doing good covers with inexpensive equipment and then followed that up with his original work which is good so I have been watching this guy Tyler Ward is his name and he's easy to Google and I've just been watching him and then yesterday he popped up in my newsfeed his fan page and the banner across his fan page is like the 50 date tour he's embarking on and it's like you know, I kind of want to go see this guy simply because I want to support what he's doing so I think he's an example he's a study in creatively creating the career that you want to have and he's he's a total inspiration to me total inspiration awesome yeah yeah, yeah. tyler ward w-a-r-d yes, yes. okay yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i so. love that stuff man i think that the the indie music movement like what happened after like the record labels just fell apart and yeah, like yeah. napster and all that stuff like the way it's going now is so fascinating to me yeah i think it's so cool because artists and fans are like in direct communication with each other absolutely and and Actors and writers and so forth can learn from that. You know, oh filmmakers in general. So yeah. many lessons. Absolutely. And musicians are just they're they're getting it right. Yeah. It's like these epic rap battles. I mean, these are people who are creatives who are creating a fan base for themselves. You know, they're mm-hmm. creating their own distribution of their own work. Mm-hmm. And that can that can lead so many places. I'm not gonna lie, I'm watching these videos and I'm feeling major jealousy. <laughs> because I'm like these like Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, and like some of the videos have like forty million hits. Yeah. And, and, you know, like at least 10 of those are from me on each video because I watch them multiple times because they're that, they're that good. But like, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to see these guys on TV like any day now, like any day. They're going to have a movie deal any day now. How could you not ignore, or how could you ignore that? You know, I mean, I know that people at Fox and... And mm-hmm. you know NBC and all these people are looking at these guys. There I are, know they've had meetings. All of they the major, all the major um, studios and all the major. This is a, 
a true story. All the major studios and all the major agencies and talent and management firms have people whose only job is to be trolling the internet for the next big thing and snapping them up as quickly as possible. You know the girl um, who you know you watch The Office. I've seen it. I don't uh, really this, watch it. There's this really cute girl who became the receptionist after Jenna Fisher's character got moved up and married Jim and all that stuff. Um, and she was one of the um, one of the major supporting characters in Bridesmaids. Um, and she she happened specifically because of this, I think, funnier die video where it was like this this girl's about to give her boyfriend a blowjob, but the joke was she was like, I'm doing all the wrong things. She's like, I'm gonna make. She was like, she got a towel and started wiping her tongue with. It. He's like, What are you doing? She's like, I'm making it so dry for you and stuff like that. It's a hilarious video, but it went viral, and then she was on The Office. Like it was like that viral. Now she's on The Office, and she became a series regular, and now she's in bridesmaids and has a career that's amazing epic right on that's kind of how it happened for um uh beth bears oh really yeah she you guys went to ucla together right yeah yeah but but what what she viral video she did some she did some funnier die video uh and like six months later she's on two broke girls i i don't think i ever saw that video that's awesome i saw it It was it was really well done and um it was funny and she was writing it and then Six months later, I see her face mm-hmm. on a billboard, and I was like, oh. And then I read an, an article in Backstage where she was interviewed, and she basically said, like, yeah, this person saw my video and called me in and thought wow. I'd be perfect for the role. Yeah. Wow. And so sometimes it happens that way. It does. And that's that, that greatness factor. That's that X factor that, you know, you are, you're living in a world where you're in negotiation with the – it's like – it's funny. I like to watch po- what's happening in politics because the, the parties negotiate, and it's like that's such a metaphor for life. My negotiation with the universe is I'm not willing to accept anything less than this, 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 and this. Right. She's like, you know, that what's your name? Beth Beers. Bears. 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 Yeah. You know, she's like, I am going to be. A, I know I who there's no doubt that she's like, I'm going to be a series regular. This is just going to happen. And she created it and it happened. You know, there are this is not negotiable. I am going to be a successful actor, period. The end. You know, the universe works that way. It actually works that way. You get to decide. You get to call the shots in your life. You really mm-hmm. do. And anything that comes up you didn't expect was just an opportunity for you to learn. And that's it. Just an opportunity to learn. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> did you choose this career or did this career choose you? It chose me. Absolutely. But I chose it back. It was mutual. And, um... That's sweet. That was, I know. Really, really kind of warm Wait, fuzzy. And if you could <laughs> boil down all of your experiences uh, into one nugget of advice for someone, what would it be? Know that you are the author of everything. You are the source of everything in your life. Good and bad are just ideas we came up with. It's all something that you, on some level, brought into your own life so that you could learn from it. Uh, Subconsciously, consciously, whatever. So embrace it all, all of it, even the things about you you think are wrong, which is just an idea you made up, it's not wrong, and just fucking go for it. Wow. Wow. It's a note to end on, huh? All right. <laughs> so, everybody, go live your life. <laughs> and <Yes>. call Ryan. <laughs> um, amazing. Ryan, thank you so much. We'll post oh, links to all me. your... We'll post links to your website, Twitter, Facebook, all that on our on our, that. on our website. And um, those of you listening, uh, want to support the podcast, you know how to do it and where to find us. We're going to wrap up super quick here at the yeah. end. So, uh, shit, for episode 90, I'm Trevor Halgott. I'm AJ Meyer. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime... Go learn something from a child. Hey.